fine. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 1025 Podcast. This is episode 21. I'm Jordan along with Kristen and Ayana, and we have two topics today. The first one is we're starting off on a sad note. Of course, we're going to be talking about the Astro World tragedy. Now, the Astro World Festival is a festival that is founded by hip-hop artist Travis Scott. It's named after his third studio album, Astro World, which Astro World is actually based off of, a, I think, an amusement park that Travis Scott used to go to growing up. Uh, this article is from The Vulture. Let me share my screen with you guys. Okay. And it says here, nine people were killed and hundreds injured at Travis Scott's Astro World Music Festival in Houston, Texas at NRG Park on Friday, November 5th, after concert goers surged towards the stage around 9.30 p.m. during the rapper's headlining set. The the dead ranged in age from 14 to 27, extremely, an extremely young age group to pass away and this isn't the first time that this has happened at a musician's uh concert you know i can remember there are many concerts from lincoln park that you know lincoln park actually says you know if anybody passes out or whatever you help them and all that stuff but in the age of hip-hop this is definitely something that has been going on for the past few years now travis scott He's an artist that I don't listen to as much as, for example, of course, Drake and Kanye West, but he's an artist who I do go in the groups of who listens to. He's notorious for this rage sort of behavior, this very mosh pits type of setting when it comes to his concerts, which I personally think doesn't really make any sense because his music does not give me that rage type of vibe, that mosh pit vibe. Like, I don't understand that because this music does have a chilled out vibe, but again, people, they go crazy for it. Now, Kristen and Ayana, I want to ask you guys, what are y'all's thoughts on this situation? And how do you guys think that this could have been avoided? Because me personally, I definitely think that this situation could have been avoided. What are y'all's thoughts? Um, first, my condolences go out to the family of those who were lost at the Astro Festival, Astro World Festival. Um, I would just like to say this, this was something that was easily avoidable on top of the fact that, well, okay. I found out about it like five hours after the Houston Police Department had tweeted about it. It was all over Twitter as soon as news broke and people were talking about how, you know, they didn't know at the time how many people were, um, who had lost their lives. They didn't know an, a, a correct estimate, I should say, about who was injured and who was hospitalized and everything. But we all kind of figured that it was a very dangerous and messy situation that had gotten completely out of hand. Out of hand. And I, I can't even begin to describe just how infuriating this whole entire situation was and how big it became and how just just how clear it became, how much Travis Scott truly did not care about the situation, considering it took him, it seemed like a couple of days after the fact 
like mm-hmm. it, it came out that he was at Dave and Buster's for an after party after everything had happened. And he claimed that he had no idea what was going on. But from all the videos that I've seen about the situation, he was on a 30 foot platform above the entire crowd. There was no way that you wouldn't have seen at least the ambulances trying to carry people out, people passing out, EMTs caring for other people on the side, even in front near the gate. I saw one video where someone was being resuscitated by at least four or five people. And Travis Scott was, wasn't even 30 yards away, just seemingly not paying attention to what's going on in his own crowd. Yeah. And there, I completely understand that this kinds of things happen at concerts. People pass out from excitement or from exhaustion. You know, I've been to a few concerts myself and I know just how hot it can get in those kinds of venues especially with the amount of people that were there. That was a sold out show. And on top of the fact that people were rushing in, that adds on to the amount of bodies in the room, which adds on to the temperature in the room. So I completely understand people passing out and, you know, having to be resuscitated and all that kind of stuff. That stuff does happen pretty often at concerts, but the amount of people that were trampled and had gone into cardiac arrest, people that were, they were literally being stepped on from other people trying to get into the concert. There is no way that you would not have seen that. Yeah. And it's it's really frustrating, especially to see people trying to defend that kind of behavior. I saw on Twitter, people were talking about how old, you don't know what he saw. You don't know what he could have seen. There's no way. You don't know what was going on there. Blah, 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 blah. It, it was reported that over 300 people were injured. You mean to tell me you couldn't see at least one out of those 300 plus people being yeah. injured? Yeah. And I've seen multiple videos of, like you said, at Lincoln Park, when they say at their concerts, if somebody passes out, help them. I've seen completely, I've seen a plethora of, um, artists stop their entire show to help one person. I saw a video of Logic who stopped an entire show for somebody who had passed out and yeah. then had heard that there was a whole nother person and was like, okay, do that to them now. We're not starting. We're not going to continue until I know that these people are safe or at least out right. of harm's way. Right. He didn't do that for anyone. He just kept playing his music. He just kept doing whatever he was doing up there, not paying attention to his own crowd, to his own fans. Yeah. The people that were being hurt. And it was said that a 10-year-old was injured in this entire situation. Yeah. That kind of stuff would weigh heavy on somebody. There is no reason why he doesn't feel so remorseful. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Yeah. Now, there was a video that is going around on Instagram where Travis Scott, he stopped the show for like a brief second to be like, hey, you know, somebody, the paramedics get this one guy out. And then that's where the video of him standing on what looks to be like a crane kind of floating. And he's singing in autotune as the guy is literally crowd surfing off of uh, the audience. And then, mm-hmm. real, and then real quick, and then we're going to get to Kristen. One of the terms that I learned was crowd crushing, where essentially it's a giant crowd of people and since it's like a whole lot of friction together, any sudden movement just goes, erupts into chaos, basically. Kristen, what are your thoughts on it? So my thoughts is 
one, his apology came out too late. His apology did not even sound like an apology. And he's trying to do this makeshift effort to kind of pick up the scattered pieces just because he has seven new lawsuits and nine people died at his concert. And he tried to do this thing where he's giving everyone um, free help with better help. I think that's terrible. I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's close to nothing. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, Travis Scott is very much notorious for having incredibly dangerous live shows, right? There was, I believe this one time in 2014, uh, a concert girl actually was paralyzed, became paralyzed because of the experience at a Travis Scott concert. I think there was one time when Travis actually crowd surfed the uh, audience. One guy tried to take his shoes and then he ordered the audience members to beat him up. He's known for this very rebellious and nihilistic type of behavior. And one of the things, because I was in a, like usual, I'm in a chat room sort of uh, clubhouse thing. And I was talking to some older people who they don't listen to hip hop music. So they probably don't know who Travis Scott even is. And they were saying stuff like, oh, he promotes a, a demonic lifestyle. And he, you know, he's a <clears throat> he's a Satanist and his friend, his fans are Satanists and all that stuff. And I'm just like, I didn't agree with that because like I mentioned earlier, his music does not give off any of that like when i think of music that is definitely rage music i think of xxx tentacion i think of ski mask the slump god i think of whole lot of red era playboy cardi like stuff like that when i listen to travis scott i just i get chilled out music like if you listen to drugs you should try it like that's not no oh i'm gonna go in a mosh pit like no that's just a a laid-back song you could drive to at night. Um, his apology was definitely whack. You know, he had the little gray filter on, and he was doing all of this and all of that, which that was memed heavy, you know, which, wow. It's weird how we all take a tragic situation, and we find any way to meme it. It's ridiculous. But. And I just think that, like, even looking back, Travis Scott was arrested at Lollapalooza because he encouraged his fans to storm the stage, which is very dangerous for not only himself, but his entire crew, yeah. the entire crew, the entire band, whoever works back there. That was, that was something dangerous that he did and he deserved to be arrested for it. So it's confusing to me why people are trying so hard to defend this kind of behavior when this isn't the first time that this has happened. And like I said earlier, I understand people get injured. Some people have tragic deaths at concert and it's at concerts and it's never, you know, predictable. But how often can you say that eight people, eight to nine people died at once at your concert while about tw 20 people were hospitalized and over 300 people were injured at that same and a lot of people were saying that it had something to do with drugs. People were saying that they were doing drugs at his concert and all that kind of stuff. But were, it's just there were a lot of cases of people um overdosing on fentanyl at his concert 
And even so, that kind of stuff needs to be looked into. I don't understand why. I guess my main issue with this entire situation is how it got so far in the first place and why it took him so long to say anything. And when he did say something, why did it feel like one of those notes app apologies that was very lackluster and disingenuous? Yeah. It didn't feel like he was remorseful at all when he was giving that fake little apology. On top of the fact that he put it on his Instagram story, something that gets deleted after 24 hours. Why not put that on your actual Instagram? Why don't you make it a post? That seems very disingenuous and you don't really care about what happened to those people. So much so that you went to Dave and Buster's afterwards, claiming that you had no clue what was going on. Yeah. There's no way that you would have, you that you wouldn't have known what's going on. I've seen videos of police cars and ambulances lining the block at that venue, but you left and went to Dave and Buster's. How? I also think that this is definitely due to poor planning because the where this festival takes place in is essentially a giant parking lot, basically. That's one. That's another reason why I don't really go to concerts, because personally, and this is me personally, if I if I were to go to a concert, it would have to be like at a a stadium or an arena, like like when Kanye did the whole uh, listening party at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. I mean, I didn't go to that, but that's something that I would have went to. You know what I mean? Something that, and I know people say I have the soul of an old man. People, anything that has air conditioning ice cold water like that's what i need right anything that's like i have to be standing up on my feet for hours like no i'm not no that's not my vibe you know but yeah and the last thing before we move on i want to say is that um i don't i don't want to just put the blame on travis scott because at the end of the day he's just a performer he was only there to do his festival, perform his music for his fans and create a fake mosh pit or whatever it is that he he wants to do at his concerts. But that same blame should be placed on the event planners and his entire team. And whoever was responsible for that entire event, whoever was involved in it is just as much to blame as he is. Absolutely. No, none of his team encouraged him to stop the show. None of the event planners made it so that there was more security at the gate and more ambulances, considering the fact that they know the type of performer that Travis Scott is. He's very widely known to incite rage and mosh pits at his concerts. So to not to have the little amount of security that they did at that event, it, it felt like they just didn't care what really happened. Yeah. As long as the Astroworld Festival went on, that's all that mattered. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, of course, will this ruin Travis Scott's career? No. Uh, no. The moment he drops his next album or whatever, people are going to automatically forget about that. But I feel like that's just what happens in the music industry. People forget all about the bad things that you did as soon as you drop your next project. Yeah. Where, where are you saying, Kristen? I feel like cancel culture won't actually cancel anybody. Exactly. It's, it never does. Won't really help much. Exactly. As long as at least one person is a fan of that person, it doesn't matter. Exactly. 
But uh, yeah, any final thoughts on the Astro World tragedy? And before we move on, of course, I just want to set, send my heartfelt condolences to the victims of this tragedy. But any final thoughts? And I'd like to send my condolences as well. I want, I want everybody who was a part of that planning process to be held accountable in any way possible. And I'm sorry, Jordan, that includes Drake because he was there too. Everybody who was responsible for everything that happened at the event needs to be handled accordingly, especially Travis Scott, considering he was up there doing a robot, watching people pass out and not doing anything about it, not doing anything serious about it. I got you. Drake is still a simp god. Okay, so moving on. We are now going to talk about a very interesting topic that I actually discovered, of, we all actually discovered a few days ago, and that is the International Tribunal finds U.S., who that's a mouthful, guilty of crimes against humanity. Now, this topic was introduced by Ayana, and let me share this to you guys one more time. Okay, it says here, let me try to find this that the panel of jurors hear testimonies emphasizing the millions upon millions of indigenous and African peoples who were murdered, disappeared, and nearly exterminated over a period from 1492, so centuries ago, through the present. Now, as we all know, the United States is very much infamous for the pain and the, the plight of many minorities as we are right now. Of course, slavery is one of the most <clears throat> excuse me, slavery is one of the most well-known, as well as um, I think when Christopher Columbus came over and then the extermination of many um, Native Americans, which took their land, and now they have to live on small little patches of land called reservoir, uh, reservoirs or reservations. I think that's what they're called. This is something that I feel has always affected America since its inception, now, Kristen and Ayana, I want to ask you guys, what are y'all's thoughts on this entire situation? And do you guys think that at some point there will ever be an end to the crimes that the United States has committed against these uh, people of color, basically? I, I think that this was a long time coming. I think considering the fact that Malcolm X had brought, apart, brought upon this petition in the 19, I think it was the 1950s and the 1960s before he was assassinated. And it's taken this long for it to be brought back up. Mm -hmm. And so many new things have happened over those, that amount of time over this past 60 years is mind boggling. And I'm gonna be completely honest. I never thought on a global scale that America would really be recognized for the crimes against humanity that they have committed yeah. over it. What is it? It's six centuries now, over 600 years That's since right. Christopher Columbus touched down in the Americas has this kind of stuff been going on. And for, for this entire country to be count, to be found guilty on all counts, on all five charges is, 
I don't want to say exciting, but it it feels like we're moving in the right direction. Definitely. Finally. It feels like something is finally being done about all of the lives that have been lost, all the lives that have continued to be taken, all the people that have gone missing, all of the indigenous women that have been forced into um, having hysterectomies out of all of the black women during slavery forced into having hysterectomies out of all the black men that have been killed over the course of this century alone, let alone all throughout slavery and the civil rights movement and all that. Just the amount of black men who have been killed from 2000 to now, Mm -hmm. all of that is finally starting to come out and it's finally starting to matter. If I feel like we're starting to move in the direction of giving, of getting the liberation that we all deserve. Every person of color in this country that has been wronged some way or another. And it pains me to know that people like Malcolm X and Sir Donald Truth and um, Martin Luther King Jr. Well, aren't alive today to see these kinds of things happen. Cause that's, that's probably one of the only things that they've ever wanted to accomplish was to find peace in this country. And I hope wherever they are, whatever you believe in, I hope that they're in the best place possible and they're looking down and they're seeing just how much work they've put into and how much it's coming to fruition. But I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue what this means for the country. I don't know what kind of consequences that organization is going to take in accordance to holding the United States of America responsible for these crimes. But this is a step forward regardless, in my opinion. Absolutely. Kristen? I mean, I definitely think this is a step forward because they were charged with many crimes, including colonialism via the prison industrial system. Yeah. Historical airshare, which I definitely think they're guilty of. Um, gun violence by police in medical and digital apartheid. Yeah. And honestly, um, considering America has not responded at all to these charges brought upon them, I see change happening, but I don't know what the change will be, especially considering they still don't allow our history to be taught in school. So they're still committing those crimes. Yeah. And real quick and real quick, here are, I think, some of the charges that they are charged with police killings, of course, mass incarceration, political prisoners of war. That is definitely something that I I believe uh, if you guys are familiar, sorry about that, familiar with Guantanamo Bay, I think that's houses uh, federal prisoners and prisoners of war, environmental racism. I think the reservations that I mentioned that's definitely that that's definitely is an example of that like Kristen mentioned public health if you know a black and white woman let's say they get COVID-19 I guarantee you the white woman will get more you know help and more resources that will help them as opposed to the black woman and I you know that's definitely a tragic thing it's definitely something that I feel like Ayana was saying that America is going to go in the right direction but like you guys, I have zero clue what the consequences are for the United States of America. You know, 
Hopefully. Absolutely. Hopefully this does, you know, steer us in the right direction. Now, granted, do I think, you know, since this is going to happen, racism and all that stuff will just go away? No. But maybe this can can uh, show the other countries that even though we've had a dark history and we're trying to we are trying to improve as a nation and become the land of the free and home of the brave. Yeah. It's it's a little honestly. We're well, at least me and Kristen are only 20. Jordan is 21 now. In our 20s, I never would have imagined that we would live, we would be alive in such a in such a time, to be honest. This it feels like these past two decades have been such a time of history and change. And just the sheer amount of stuff that has happened as it pertains to, you know, COVID and all these police killings, and now the United States being found guilty on all these charges. This this is one for the history books for sure. And I'm hoping that something will come of this. I'm hoping that this is gonna be a big hoopla and we're gonna find out that they've been guilty on all these charges and then be forced to either possibly give all that land back to the indigenous peoples or to, you know, um, give reparations to those who have been, who have had tragic losses as it pertains to slavery and the assassinations of, of big people. But it just doesn't, just something in my heart feels as if it's not going to be that big because so many things have been brought to light at this point that so little has happened. This just, this just feels like a, another one of those, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this really happened. I can't believe I'm alive to see this. And then yeah. poof, it's gone. It's just out of the media. No one's talking about it anymore. I didn't even know about it until a few days after that it was reported. And I don't even remember where, I think I saw it on Twitter. Like this was such little news that I had to find out about it on Twitter. Yeah, That's, that's how crazy small this feels to me it's a big deal and it's something super important and a long time coming but I can't really say for certain because of this country's track record and its history upon giving reparations to those who deserve it that it's even going to get that far yeah I don't I don't know how consequences are going to be dealt to an entire country so late in the game yeah yeah especially considering it is in our system yeah because like when I think about something like this happening I think about back when you know everything had happened during the holocaust in Germany and not too far later all of those Jewish people got reparations for the things that they and their family had to go through in the past yeah. That was not a hard decision for them at all. And now you can't even talk about the Nazi party in Germany anymore, or you will be reprimanded for it. But over here, somebody can call you a slur on the street. And because you have the freedom of speech, you can't do anything about it unless they physically harm you because of your 
religion or your creed or your race or anything of the sort, they can't be held accountable for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you assault them because of what they said or did to you, then you will get reprimanded for that, not them. Yeah. So considering that, what can, the only question that I really have is what can be done? What can be so, so severe that the consequences held upon the United States are really going to make up for it, or at least feel some kind of justice for it? Yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a double edged sword type of thing, or a, a damn if you do, damn if you don't type of thing. You know what I mean? It, Definitely. Yeah, but hopefully in the future, and it, it's it's almost like a broken record when I say this. Hopefully something changes and all that type of stuff, but we'll have to see. You know, I mean, you can't you can't rewrite the Constitution. You probably can, but you know i was gonna say you definitely can i mean yeah you could go to i think what is it capitol hill and somebody could tear it up and then you'll be in prison for life but who knows you know who knows but say that again the ways to change it yeah but uh this i do think is a step in the right direction and since we have nine minutes left there's are there any final thoughts on this topic? I definitely want this to be more than just a symbolic change, more than just one of those, oh, what are they on about type of things? Yeah. And I also want to see that change implemented in textbooks. And I say that because part of the reason why we still believe certain things because we were taught incorrectly. And because I, as African-American, have to teach myself about my own history instead of read it from my textbooks. And because I know in medical textbooks as well, we're taught that the pain threshold for African-American people is higher. So we have more people dying from very preventable things when they get to the hospitals. Absolutely. Nayana? I'm just, you know, like you both said, I'm just hoping that something actually comes of this entire report and that the United States begins its long journey of being held accountable for everything that the founding fathers and its and its foundation as a whole has done to the entirety of people of color and that things really start moving, Thing, you know, critical race theory starts being implemented in college courses and things like that are actually being taught. And like Christian said, things should be um, added to the history books about, you know, important figures in the black community, just as the Hispanic and the Asian and every other marginalized community. Those kinds of stories need to be told by those people. I don't wanna see any more textbooks be written by old white men who only tell their history because that doesn't get us anywhere. I want further contribution. I I want fair contribution in those aspects. And I want everyone to be able to have a seat at the table so that they can tell their own history through their eyes and through their ancestry. Not, not the same old people that have been writing them forever. Exactly. 
And sometimes, and I'm going a, I'm to a pull a quote from Beyonce, sometimes you got to cut down the tree, take the wood, and build your own seat at the table. But, all right, y'all. Thank you guys for watching the 1025 podcast. Thank you, Kristen and Ayana, for this amazing conversation. And uh, I'll see y'all next time. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Let me see.